Coming up next on the Breadwinning Mums. If you could go back to the time when you just had Zach, your younger self, what advice would you give? I would say everybody, everybody doesn't know what they're doing, so don't worry. Welcome to the show. I'm Jane Lim. On the Breadwinning Mums podcast, we debunk the myths of working mums, cheer each other on, and show the world that it's okay to be a mum and still pursue excellence in your chosen area of expertise. Today we're chatting with Prisca Edwards, a fellow married breadwinning mum with an eight year old son, Zach. Priska is the Head of Sales and Marketing for Crown Group Holdings. She shared with us her focus, determination and resilience as a young girl entering a drawing competition and how her strength carried her through adulthood and motherhood. Here we go with Priska Edwards. Hi Pris. Hi, how are you Jane? Really well. How are you going? Good, good, good. It's been a while. I know. I think the last time we spoke was a few years ago, right? Yeah, we haven't talked for more than four years. Yeah, yeah. But you look you look the same still. The oh. Asian gene. Come on, look who's talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but we've 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 known each other for what? Um oh dear. When you were still uh, working as a lawyer, when was that? Yeah, so I've been working for Crown Group for 11 years. Yeah, that was, yeah, uh, then. So it Before must be like 12, 13 years. 12, yes. Yeah, yes. when we were pretty much 10 years old, you know. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> Just take us back to uh, the beginning, I guess, from the moment that you are quite conscious and aware of who you are as a person, the young Priska, mm. whether it be, you know, six-year-old, eight-year-old, nine-year-old, if you could tell us um, what, what, who were you as a young girl? Looking back, right, I think I was such a, um, I, I, I reckon I was quite mature mm. um, because I, I think since, since I was very young, I never really cared what other people, you know, around me say or do. So I remember that one of my earliest memory in at school, uh, for some reason, you know, um, apparently I was good at drawing. Um, and even though I, I, I really don't think so, but you, you know, you were six mm. or five, and and apparently I was good at drawing. So uh, the teacher entered me into a competition, a drawing competition at Monas, you know, mm. at the very very top. Um, yeah. So my mom kept telling me after that, I just. You know, I dressed up, I went there, I didn't even look back, I just went in, drew, and and, and just left. And, yeah. you know, like nothing bothered me. It's just yeah. like, yeah. Know, I was there to draw, so I draw and I left, you know? So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I didn't win, but, um, you know, it's just that my mom said, you were so determined. Like, yes. it's like, it's not a big deal, you know, you just go in, you know, into the a, a, a big room, like a hall, 
Yeah. And we were, I remember that we were drawing on the floor. So it's just all children, yeah. like toddlers, basically. And yeah. everyone's drawing on the floor with crayon. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my mom kept saying that. I couldn't believe, like, you know, I didn't even have to talk to you or, like, yeah. to, like motivate you or anything. You just went yeah. in and you didn't even tell us, like, what you were drawing. And you just went in, did your job yeah. and came out. Like, you yeah. know. But um, yeah. I realized, again, looking back, right, I mean, I'm 40 now. Um, mm. And I've been interviewing the millennials, right? Mm. And and some of the questions that I asked them, like, you know, what were you, uh, you know, doing, or um, you know, how did you grow up, like at school and everything. And looking back, um, I realized that I was always very driven. Mm. Um, so I was um, I was quite good academically, and mm. uh, so since I was again like that was you know the, the drawing was just an extra activity, but I was always the top three, if not the top in class in primary school. Mm. And I was always like, you know, the, the I think mean, I guess a, a prefect, like, you know, I was always someone uh, in yeah. class. Yeah. Um, even in high school, um, throughout high school, I was top five and I was involved in OSIS, you know, like the, mm. I guess the student council, right? Like, yeah. Something. Um, so I was always an active student. My parents never really asked me about school. My parents were both working and they were very, very busy. And I was, I mean, I'm the eldest and they never really, you know, mm. they, they, they didn't have the time to know about what I what I do at school. They never even asked like how was school and everything. Mm. So uh, yeah, but for me, I, I was always driven because I manage my own time, I manage my exams, I manage, you know, um, basically my homework, everything. Yeah. And um, um, to a point where, you know, because I was always the top of the class, my parents, I guess, took it for granted. <laughs> <laughs> they were never really like, oh, congratulations. I mean, I don't know, maybe because it's, you know, they're Indonesian, Asian parents, right? They, they just go yeah. good on you and that's it, right? Like, yeah, yeah. There's no present, there's no, you know. There's no celebration, there's no, it's such nothing, a great nothing, thing. Yeah, there are rewards, yeah. No praises, yeah. nothing. It's just like, oh, okay, all right, good. So just life goes on, you know. And Yeah. And yeah. it's always been like that. But I know that my mom kept saying that, you know, when you are, you know, in, the, in your exam period, you always sleep talk, like you were sleep talking, talk, like, I don't know what you, you know, it was all gibberish, probably biology or like physics or something. <laughs> I was like, I was yeah. studying, why did you wake me up? You know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I was always studying. I was always, um, yeah, I manage my own thing. I, all my affairs yeah. and everything. Um, and one thing that I still remember till now, because it was, it was quite a, well, I guess for me, eventful. Um, so the family tradition is we, until now, actually, every Sunday, mm. uh, my family would go out for dinner mm. every Sunday. Um, so it doesn't matter how busy my, my parents are. Or, or for us, we were forbidden to go out with friends every Sunday night because we, as a family, needs to go out for dinner. Mm. And, um, and, and out, like literally we're going out, you know, yeah. to a restaurant or something. Because yeah. in terms of family dinner, we always do it at home, like every day anyway. Um, mm. But every Sunday is a special day. Mm. So there was one time um, everyone expected it. So everyone go, uh, got into the car and we started driving. So about... 10 meters, 20 meters from the house, my dad asked me like, so, um, you know, do you have any exam? And I said, yeah, I've got an exam tomorrow. I said, 
And he was like, yeah, as usual, parents, right? Um, so have you studied? And I said, I have been studying. I was studying, but I'm so looking forward to this dinner. I said, I really want to have dinner, right? And mm. he said, so you think you'll do well? And I said, I'm not sure. I was like, I wasn't ready. I said, I, uh, I don't know. Like I just started and, and it's, it's a tough one, I think, you know? And mm. so my dad said, so you do still want to go for dinner? And I said, I don't know. Mm. Um, I want to I want to go out for dinner, but at the same time, I know that I might not finish, you know. Yeah. And so my dad said at that time, he said, well, you decide. I'm going to wait for you to decide. And you tell me whether you want me to drop you off, but then you'll be studying alone and we'll, mm. we'll all go out for dinner without you. Mm. Or you go for dinner, but you have your consequences tomorrow for your exam. Yeah. How old were you? I think I was... I think it was 13, 14. Okay. It was, you know, okay. nice. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, um, it wasn't it wasn't easy, easy. And mm. yeah, it mm. was yeah, 13, 14, and, and he said that. And I still remember until today because I felt like it was it was the first time I was asked to decide on what I want to do. Yeah. Like for you know, for and, and yeah. for yourself. Yeah. 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 And um, believe it or not, I said, okay, drop me off back home wow yeah and um yeah and and i still i still i can't i mean regularly i i thought about that yes you know because i thought that was the first time i made decision for myself yeah like a a clear okay what do you want to do and i know that i hope i so wanted to go i so wanted to go you know Um, yeah, so that was the first one. So I think I know I was always very driven. I was always mature mm. enough to know what's right and what's wrong. Yeah. And um, so when I, I guess I grew up to be, in a way, an idealist, you know, there's always the right and wrong. There's always the white and black. Mm. Um, and I feel like this shouldn't be a gray area. Mm. Um, that was that was me before. Mm. And yeah, and, and because I was always very driven, I was quite ambitious as well. Yeah, yeah. So somehow, I think deep down, I know I'll be working. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and hard. I'll be working hard. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was actually going to ask, did you always know that you'll be working? Because coming from, especially in Indonesian background, right? It's more acceptable for women to be the stay at home mom and, you know, take the passive role. Uh, yeah. But you don't not for a second did you did that cross your mind well you know when I was younger especially not married um yes I mean I understand where that sort Mm. of concept came from because Mm. you know uh, especially yeah especially because we're we're you know we're girls right so they're like oh a good life is where you don't work you just stay at home you know group yourself yes basically do nothing and exactly whatever you want to do in terms of i don't know binge on uh, at the time there was no netflix but basically you know watch Mm. tv go go shopping yeah go to the salon you know do your yeah 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 yeah. meet friends for coffee yeah um coffee after coffee actually yeah 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 (laughs) I know, um, yeah. I guess, you know, when you were, when you came to an age in terms of getting married or getting a boyfriend and all, I, I guess I, I wanted, right? Uh, mm. and, and at the time, I, I remember that I was thinking, you know, because I heard about men who 
don't like their, their wives to work. Yeah. Um, I've never really heard about men who like their wives to work. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they say, no, I don't like my wife to work. You know? Yeah. yeah. And that, that's what I heard. And um, and I, I, I did wonder, oh, should I... I don't know, like, you know, can I do that? Um, mm. Is that really a good life? And at the time, of course, you you didn't know, right? Whether, mm. is it really a good, I mean, a good life? But obviously thinking, oh, you're not doing anything. Sounds good. Like, mm. <laughs> it does sound good. It sounds like, yeah. I, you know, you're, you're just spending money, right? Um, but that You're being looked after. Yeah, yeah, and with mates and everyone. Yeah, yeah. Um, but of course, you know, realistically, you do have to marry a good man a man who can provide for you to be able to do that because if mm. your if your husband mm. doesn't earn enough then you know there's no way you can do that mm. my mom has been working since she was very very young and um i know i know her struggle mm. i know you know and and my my dad wasn't my dad didn't really support you know what my mom wants to do like 100% so I guess just a backstory um so my dad was the one of those men um he didn't like his wife to be working right and he and I remember even when I was you know six or seven years old the complaint was my dad expected my mom to wake up every morning and prepare his breakfast before he goes to work and he said, I didn't marry a maid. So I didn't want to, I didn't want any maid to prepare it. I want my wife to prepare it. Mm. My mom basically said, Oh, F off, you know, like yeah. Yeah. No, like I'm working, I'm tired, I want to sleep. Like, you know, yeah. I sleep till nine. And you know, and yeah. And uh, you know, if you are hungry, you prepare yourself. If you're not happy with the maid preparing, then buy whatever you want you want to buy. Mm. But that was one of the small things why they well eventually they got a divorce mm. um but I, I i remember that so my my yeah my dad that was the that was one thing that was repeated you know yeah. throughout my childhood basically yeah. so yeah I, I wondered uh and then i thought well how would my husband be and you know mm. What kind of life? Of course, I imagine. Oh, you know, I, I imagine that if I don't go to work and all that, I imagine if I go to work and everything. But I have to say, <clears throat> my stepdad has been very, very supportive, and um, he came into my life when I was ten, and he basically raised me up like one of the boys. Like he didn't really say, "Oh, you're a woman," or "You're a girl." You're mm. different. In fact, he treated me even yeah. extra stricter yeah. um, um so my stepdad taught me how to drink so oh. yeah I mean he was just saying you know um he said start drinking you know a sip at a time mm. no not like pints yeah. and, you know cloth, no like beer yeah. and whatever whatever he was drinking he said because you need to grow up and be able to drink because you need to handle your alcohol so that when you go out with the boys you want yeah, get drunk and you know, you, with your first trip, yeah. you know. Yeah. And um, so he told me how to do that, how to do that. He was like, if you want to try cigarettes, go for it. But you know, you just need to know what you're facing because you yeah. will. Yeah. And he never said no for me going clubbing. You know, he just said that. Okay, well, just go home and take care of yourself. You know, he's just being. Yeah. 
Sounds yeah. like an amazing step at it, stepdad, actually. Oh, he, like, he, or amazing oh, dad overall, you know, yeah, step well, on. Was, well, I'll, 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 I'm his favorite um, mm. and I get whatever I want. But, <laughs> you know, um, my brothers would think that I got everything easily, but um, I, I, I beg to differ, I beg to differ because, um, you know, my, my dad, I could have told because I, like the, the fact that I left home to study when I was 17, that was, that was his, his well, not really his decision. He, he asked me, you know, one day during dinner, he was like, do you want to go to Malaysia? And I said, what now? <laughs> and that was right after the riot, you know, the, yeah. in, in 98. And I've already bought everything for school. School start yeah. was supposed to start like two weeks from then. And he was like, do you want to go to Malaysia? And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. And he asked my mom, and that was during typical family dinner. It's like, he asked my brothers. At the time, my brothers was 15, so they couldn't care less. They were like, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, he asked my mom, my mom said, okay if she wants to and I said mm-hmm. I actually don't know so he was the one who sort of like give ideas and even the, my decision to be, to become a lawyer was a discussion with him wow um, so he was he was a very 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 big influence in my life um yeah he, yeah we discussed we were very very close so mm. um, you know I, I told everything in fact uh my mom always hated the fact that I told him everything during family dinner on a daily basis. So if my mom was doing something shopping or something, I, like, oh, I went to shop, like, you know, with mom and she bought this and or like, oh, for me, you know, this or my mom actually went this and that or whatever it is. And my dad would be like, what were you doing? So my mom said, can't you just keep it to yourself? And I was like, no. So I was, I was the messenger between, yeah. between you know, my mom and dad. And <laughs> my mom hated me. My mom was like, stop, don't tell dad, you know. <laughs> You're too honest. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was just like, what, what to hide? Why, why, why hiding? You know, like, it's yeah, nothing, yeah. nothing wrong with it. Anyway, yeah. but um, yeah, big influence from my dad. And um, uh, until now, actually. So mm. we've, we've always been very, very close. And he, yeah, he influenced my the way I think. Mm. And I think since then, uh, my dad always wanted me to work. Like, mm. I don't know whether he always wanted me to work or he saw that yeah. I'm that sort of person. So he yeah. always, the fact that, you know, we discussed and, we, you know, we we decided, oh, my, at least I decided to become a lawyer. And obviously that, that that's quite natural to expect mm. that I'll be working. Mm-hmm. And, um, and uh, uh, when I was in Malaysia, uh, I, I still remember, you know, things, important things that we were talking about. I, I always remember where we were, you know, what we passed and, you know, all these things. And mm. one of the things he said to me was this, and my mom was there, so it was just the three of us. Um, and my dad said, you know what, you need to choose your husband, like, properly. Mm. Um, and uh, my mom said, and my mom just, you know, followed suit and she said, we'd rather you not get married and we're happy to you know take care of you until the day you die or we mm. die mm. and for you to be single then mm. not be happy being married mm. to someone mm. and I thought That's wow so you, yeah and well you wanted me like you know you wanted mm. me to find a boyfriend and by then I was mm. in uni and um but at the same time you're saying I have to make sure that I'll be happy otherwise yeah. they're happy to you know let me stay at home for the rest mm. of my life yeah, yeah, that's got to be a very powerful allow—not allowance, but freedom, right? To think that 
no, you don't have to settle. Confirmation that look, you don't have to settle. You know, mm. you, you don't have to. Mm. Just because people were asking, "Where's your boyfriend? Do you have a boyfriend?" You know, you are, you know, you are mm. of age of marriage. Yeah. It's just a confirmation that if my parents are okay, what do I care? You know, like, mm. you know, mm. I can take my time, basically. But yeah. at the same time, of course, my mom will say, so do you have a boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> is that struggle, right? The yeah, push yeah, and pull. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, but I think that was, that. I believe what they said was true. I think they really wanted me to be happy though. So um, so that, that sort of gave me that confirmation that, look, I can do whatever I want. I can be working. I just have to find someone who likes me for who I am, you know. Mm, mm. So yeah. Was there any struggle between any conversation with your biological dad? Did he ever push the role of housewife to you during those time? Uh, look, he left home when I was 10. So we didn't even have the chance. I mean, I, I saw him a couple of times a year after. Okay, all right. You know, he yep. came home just to say hi and everything. And my mom mm. would just go crazy, you know, with just with the mere side of him being uh, at yep. home. She yep. would explode for nothing. And yep. I got my mom's like, can you just control your emotion, mm. right? He's not mm. here to control right? He's here to see us, right? Mm. And he'll take us for lunch or dinner. Mm. To the point where I was, I was already in Malaysia. I came home and... You know, obviously, that's my brother arranged for lunch together. And for some reason, it was just me and him. And um, I was nagging. Well, according to him, I was nagging. I was saying that I'll get your life, you know, together, you know, mm-hmm. take care of take care of yourself. I mean, my biological dad had a lot of health problems. Mm-hmm. I said, take care of yourself. You're alone. Like, what are you doing? I, I guess mm-hmm. I was in uni. I thought I know everything, right? So yes. I just blabbered yeah. and... and, yeah. and <clears throat> yeah, I, I thought, you know, this is my time to tell him yeah. what to do, right? Yeah. And uh left the restaurant and I remembered that he was driving the car. I think he was so annoyed. Um, mm. and he hit the car behind us. Like basically he was trying to get out the car from the car park and he just reversed and hit the car behind and I was shocked. Shocked. Yeah. And he just left. And I went crazy, right? I said, how could you just leave? That's someone mm. else's car that you mm. take responsibility. Da, 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 da. He had enough. He was saying, you know what? You sound so much like your your mom, and you know, I can't take this anymore. You know, like you um mm. don't worry about it. Let's not meet, he said. Mm. So that was yeah, that was when I was what 18, 19. Mm. <clears throat> and uh, I told my parents about it and I said. Yeah. Look, dad didn't really want to see me anymore. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that was it. Um, I thought, for me, it doesn't make any difference. I only see him like a couple of times a year. Mm. Um, but then years gone by, and every time I come home, my brother, his favourite, my dad's, my biological dad mm. favourite, was always saying that, oh, you know, sister is back. Do you want to, you want to, mm. you know, um, have lunch or dinner? There was one time he did that in front of me. He called my dad mm. on a speakerphone mm. and we yeah. in the car and yeah. he didn't tell my dad that he was on speakerphone so mm. he my brother said well sisters he um do you want to have you know do you want to meet her you know and he said no mm. he actually said no mm. and hearing that right, from him mm. again that was one of the moment in my life where I remembered exactly where I was you know what yeah. we were doing because it was so important for me and yeah 
until now, I feel so hurt mm. that my own dad didn't want to see me. Of course. And at the time, of course, I get I, I got defensive. I was like, well, if he doesn't want to see me, I don't want to see him. Like, why would I want to see him, right? Because um, my mom always said that, look, as children, you always have to forgive your parents. You know, your parents are not perfect. And you always have to be the one who take the initiative to do something, you know, mm. um, other, like, whether it's apologizing or, you know, being um, not just apologizing, but, you know, taking the initiative to take them somewhere or to do something that's nice for your parents. But, you know, the children is the one supposed to, to do that because, well, I guess, I think according to my mom, children shouldn't have ego. Parents would, you know, so it's like we, yeah. we are younger, we should always do something. So, <clears throat> but at the time, I decided, you know what, that's mm. it. Like he doesn't yeah. want to be me. And I, I, I don't want to see him ever. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, I got, uh, yeah, I got older. And, and, and when we were going to, when I was going to get married, um, my mom was the one who said, you need to tell him. Mm. You need to tell him that you're getting married. Mm. And I said, how? And at the time, it was such a struggle for me because I was telling my mom, I said, who's going to walk me out in the yard? Mm. Like, you know, he's not my biological dad, but I, I think it will kill my stepdad. You know, if I say that, sorry, I have to, you know, I have to mm. get the other one to, to mm. walk me because mm. my stepdad plays such an important part in my life, right? Of course, yeah. Mm. So I said to him, what do I do then? You want me to tell? Mm. Then he knows that he wants to mm. do it. Like, you know, mm. I'm, mm. I'm, old, I'm, I'm his only daughter as well. Mm, and it, well I think he remarried but he didn't have any children so basically mm, uh, his only yeah. daughter this is his only chance you know yeah and um and uh so my mom and I guess my mom came up with a plan he said you still need to tell him because it's mm. not nice for him to hear it from other people like yeah. you're still his daughter like yeah. you you don't tell me that he needs to hear it from his aunt like his sisters or brothers or you know all other relatives or neighbors right and I said, <clears throat> so what do I say to make sure that he doesn't want to walk me on the <laughs> You know, it was always plan B, plan B. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Two um, steps ahead, right? Yeah. yeah. The thing is, because we decided to get married in Bali anyway. So mm. my mom said, just tell him that look, it's a small wedding. We're not inviting anyone. And mm. you know, it's going to be in Bali. And um, yeah, it's it's more like a, a sort of what do you call it like the wedding vacation or like escape or something wedding escape or something like that it's it's like yeah small. yeah i mean it was a small yeah. one my wedding wasn't very big um yeah. so elope not really eloping yeah yeah it's like, a wedding. i think the the picture that i was drawing to him was kind of that like you know yeah. like oh it's just us you know and yes and we don't really want any guests it's anything. never just us with an asian family <laughs> at least <laughs> at least Ten at least. Like, <laughs> I would want me to start with that. Like people didn't yeah. themselves to come. Uh, yeah. Anyway. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was that. Um, I told him that. By the way, my biological dad has passed away recently um, oh. due to COVID. Um, I wasn't Sorry there for your loss. I couldn't. Thank you. Um, I yeah, I couldn't be there. And uh, the yeah, the last thing. This is quite you know, um, uh, deviating from our topic, but um, one thing that I I sort of feel like, I don't know whether it's lucky or I feel mm. like I fulfilled the last thing I should have done and yeah. 
And, and you know, I was lucky that I had the chance. So what I'm, I think a few, I think three, four years ago, um, I took my son back to Jakarta and my mom said, you need to bring Zach to mm. see your, you know, to Show see your you. Yep. Yep. And I said, he didn't even know I was pregnant. He didn't yep. even know I had a son. Like yep. suddenly he's a four and you yep. wanted me to bring him. Yep. And, uh, and she said, look, your dad is not in the best health. And mm. he's got, he, he might just mm. go anytime. Mm. And, yep. you know, you don't understand um, the meaning of having a grandchild, like grandchildren to yep. us. Yeah. She said, you should go. And I said, wow, it's you of all people. It's you who asked me to do it. Like, you know, you hated him. I said, you, like, you know, and and my mom Mm. said, I don't know, maybe I'm getting old at least. She said, (laughs) you know, like, I just think that it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Anyway, I said, okay, I'll I'll take him. My my parents actually dropped me off. And he wasn't there the first time. And I said, see, you know, like, yeah. I think I was still very, very bitter with the fact that of course. he didn't want to see me. Of you course. know, so he didn't want to see me. I feel like, yeah. why am I doing all this if he didn't want to see me? Yeah. He didn't even ask. Like, you know, yeah. by now he would know how yeah. I am and everything. Yeah. So even the wedding, I was, I felt really forced, you know, like I was like, he didn't want to see me. You know, I, I just kept going back to yeah. that. So yeah. that was. He was there though in the end? Was he at, at your wedding? No, 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 no. But he so, knew about it. Yes, we okay. basically I took Ian to yep. his house and okay. Ian as you know my uh, okay. husband yep. or my fiance yep. at the time and, yep. and I said I'm marrying him <laughs> and uh, yeah and, and and we're doing it in Bali it'll be small that's it mm. right and then mm. I took Zach just Zach because Ian didn't come with me at the time um, to Jakarta so mm. and then he wasn't he wasn't at home so I said to my mm. mom maybe yep. not you know like yeah. um, we're leaving very very soon and uh my mom was so adamant he asked my brother to call my dad where are you what time are you coming home da, 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 da. and and that afternoon we came back <laughs> just mm. to show basically mm. to show off my son <laughs> yeah yeah Say, hey this is your grandson you know mm. Um, mm. um actually yeah his only grandson and um so we came in um he was so surprised to see Zach and uh, Zach was obviously speaking full English. My mm-hmm. dad was an English teacher before. Oh, well, he, he was a salesperson in, uh, in Mitsubishi, a car salesperson, but then his English was pretty good, so he was teaching English. But, mm-hmm. you know, not, not, to, not as advanced as most people now, but mm-hmm. teaching English, you know, and, mm-hmm. and he was so impressed with Zach because I think, you know, he hasn't met too many children speaking like English like that. Fluent English, yeah. And and especially because Zach looked huh. you know, like super Asian. Yeah. <laughs> so he was so, I guess, confused. I, I, he couldn't take it. I mean, his brain just couldn't take it. He's like, oh my God, you know, this yeah. whole, you know, he's yeah. so talkative. He was so cheerful. So he, he was amazed by Zach. Yeah. And the fact that yeah. Zach was speaking Indo and he was yeah. like, Wow, he said, oh, how could he speak Indo? Like, you know, yeah. how, so he was so happy and shocked at the same time. And he was yeah. just looking at Zach as if he's almost like a, I don't know, like a, an alien, but at the same time, like he felt like overjoyed, you know? Like yes. So much yeah. joy to see him. And 
And um, it was just for 10 minutes, really. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was really good for 10 minutes. And his English by then wasn't very good. So he was just asking me as that question. But Zach was like, you mean this? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. words that's not accurate, but we know what it means. But to yeah. Zach, it's like, why are you asking? Me? <laughs> like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Um, uh, so they were trying to converse, but it wasn't, I mean, it was okay. It wasn't as... It's not like this, but you know, it was good enough. Yeah. Yeah. There was some dogs, so Zach was just so distracted with the dogs and mm. and you know playing and everything. But I could tell that he was he was very very happy. Um, mm. And then the next thing we knew, he he passed away. So my mm. mom said, "You know what? Mm. Lucky you listen to me. Otherwise, that is one mm. duty that should have. Yeah, yeah. Like, mm. it, it's sort of like your duty to do that. Like, yeah. Mm. And and she said." At least, you know, he's not going to wander. Anyway, mm. like, you know, I know, I know he passed away, but, you know, there's yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, um, of course. There's nothing outstanding in a way, you know, like for us yeah. to do, or for us yeah. to do. Anyway, but so, so yeah, yeah that, that, that was that. Yeah, wow. Thank you, you so much for sharing. Really I appreciate it was, you. It was, yeah, it, it was unusual, but yeah. I guess it's more like we, we don't really talk, um, so he never really pushed that. Oh, mm. you know, you need to be able to cook. You need to be able to. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, my biological dad knew that academically, I was always, mm. you know, a um, smart one. Yeah, in mm. among my 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 brother, like you know, the siblings, mm. um, among his children, I was I never had any problem. Mm. Um, you know, I was the one who, who basically taking care of my 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 brothers, I guess, in terms of school. Mm. So. He knows, but I don't. He never really said to me, "Don't work." Like you know, you shouldn't yeah. be doing this. You shouldn't be doing that. Although yeah. I have to say, my mom, my mom did say to me before. I mean, my my biological dad is pretty conservative because <clears throat> apparently this. I think okay. So again, backstory. Um, I never really hated my dad. Mm. Right, like I knew what he was doing. I mean, he was he was quite abusive verbally to my mom um, and sometimes he threw things around the house when he's angry but never really to us uh, when he hit the children I mean he did hit children like you know at the time I think it was pretty normal um, but I never really got too much of it my, one of my brothers is all you know she like he he hated my dad because of that because he endured the most um, yeah um, so I knew I knew him, but I never really hated him because I just I just thought that was normal, you know. Like yeah. people, children get hit, children mm. get abused sometimes because you know you're not doing well or things or whatever, right? Mm. So mm. I thought it was normal. So I never really hated him. Mm. Um, I think just towards the end when you know he said that he didn't want to see me, that that you know yes. I took it personal. But before that, of I never course. really hated him. And mm. uh, my mom hated him, like really hated him. Mm. Um, so we couldn't even talk about him in front mm. of her because she mm. was it, it's like a trigger. Yeah, it's mm. a trigger for her. Mm. Um, so she always tried to. So, for example, if my dad went out with my brothers, my, my mom would be like, "Call them, you know, get get them to come home earlier." And you know, always mm. wanted to. Mm. I think she tried protect not to them in a way. Yeah, she doesn't mm. want to let my, my dad to spend too much time with mm. the children. Mm. So I said to I said to my mom, I said, you know, no matter what you do, you need to understand, I don't hate him. And mm. nothing you, you can say will make me hate him. I said, mm. because, and then, you know, for some reason, I 
I said this and it was, it was just, I wasn't really thinking about it, but it, it came out. I said, I never lost the dad because he left and a new one came. I never lost the dad, I said. Mm. And, and so I, I didn't feel anything. It was just, mm. you know, someone who came and mm. go. I said, I, yeah. you know. And it was like a light bulb moment for my mom and dad, like my stepdad. It was like, mm. wow. Mm. Because my stepdad, I remember my stepdad actually pulled me aside and said, is that how you felt? And I said, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You were, <laughs> you were so resilient. I think they were shocked with how yeah. resilient you were. You know, they were probably worried, oh, my God, this uh, child is going to be scarred for life. Her biological dad's left. And, like, should I step into this new role? Should I not? But now, like, for you to say that, yeah, I think, I show them. So, yeah. I always have a dad. Yes, yeah. it's a different person. But there's no yeah. doubt in my life where I felt like, oh, my God, I have no one. You know, like, it, yeah. never. Yeah. So I said, don't force your hate to me I said you know because I'll never feel that yeah. but I have to say um I was the reason why my my mom and dad got a divorce so when I say I was the reason is this they've always been fighting so they mm. my dad left home when when I was 10 mm. but they only officially get a got a divorce when I was 18 mm -hmm. so they left the status yeah out yeah right? i think because again asian family it's such a mm. taboo mm. um to get a divorce so i went to study overseas when i was 17 and in one of my you know i just came home and for some reason i don't know why i put my mom aside and i said to mom mom are you still married to dad mm. and she said yes i said do you know where he is now? Do you know what he's doing? Do you know whether he's working? Do you know whether he's sick? Do you know, do you know anything about him? He said, she said, no, I can ask around, you know, we still have the old neighbors and everything, but no. And I said, so my, my biological dad also gambled. Mm. So I said to my mom, mom, I'm not here. I said, I know stepdad is here and I know he'll protect you, but who knows, maybe he gambled his money away and guess who's, who, who these people are going to look for? Yeah. Mm. I said, and you're getting older. Mm. I said, and, you know, yeah, I know the, my brothers are here, but they're only teenagers. I mean, by then they were only, you know, 15, 16. Mm. What can they do? Mm. Step that is one person, you know? And I said, you need to get a divorce. Mm. And she's like, no, we're not doing that. The reason why we're not getting divorce is to protect the children. I said, who's the children? Mm. I'm here. I'm telling you, get a divorce. I said, mm. Mm. Yeah, but you know, it's not good for the children. Who is the children you're talking about? Like, you know, mm. like I'm yeah. telling you, I'm your, when I'm one of them, I'm telling you, yeah. get a divorce because it yeah. protects you and I'm not here. So yeah. when they come, you just said, I'm sorry, I, I'm not his wife anymore. I don't care what yeah. he does, you know. Mm. And we mm. don't even know whether how much he owed. I don't mm. know, you know, we don't know whether he will pass away, you know. Yeah suddenly or whatever it is like we don't mm. know I said mm. he might mm. be doing something really dodgy and, and yeah. got himself into trouble so I told my mom that my mom talked to my stepdad about it because obviously I didn't I didn't tell my mom in front of my stepdad about that I just mm. said you need to do that so my, my stepdad was always there but they never really had a 
I said, mm. like a proper mm. sentence. Mm. Um, so I said, no, you need to get a divorce. And mm. so the next day, it was very fast. The next day, my mom said, okay, talk about it with your stepdad. Yeah, okay, I think it's a good idea. Mm. So, and then no, we told my brother, it's one of my brother full lipped. He said, oh my God, we're now, you know, uh, we, we came from a broken family now. And I said, what's your problem? It's broken already. Yeah. <laughs> For eight years. <laughs> yeah. I said, it's been it's been broken. Like, what are you yeah. talking about? And he said, yeah. yeah, but people don't know, you see. Like, you know, yeah. now they're going to tell, they're going to see me as a child of a broken family. I'm like, who cares? I said, who's going to talk about it? I mm. said, well, why are you so worried? He, mm. he basically, you know, went to his yeah. room and basically yeah. slammed the door in front of my face. And I said, don't, I said, mom, don't worry about him. You know, it's not affecting him. It's affecting you. So get it. It's, it's done within, I think, three days or so. Oh, so, right. Yeah, it yeah. was pretty instant. Yeah. But then I, yeah, I, I still think that was a good decision, to be honest. Um, yes, you're protecting your mom, basically. And you're studying law at the time, right? So you knew what the risks were and what the smart uh, thing At the time, I wasn't even studying law. I think I was, I was still finishing my high school because I oh, transferred. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I, just, I think what, what came into my mind, my mind at the time was I'm not there. Yeah. I mean, I know that I was, seven, I was 17, but I just felt like yeah. I'm not there. Like... Who's yeah. going to defend her? Who's going yeah. to, you know, and I thought my brothers at the time, trust me, I wouldn't even ask them to do anything, right? So I was like, mm. oh no, she's not there. And what happens, you know, if my stepdad, mm. I don't know, you know, something happened to him or, mm. and I was yeah. like, or they fought yeah. and they separated. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Good on you. Was- and I hope you, you like it. As an adult, I hope you can step back to that time when you were in that car, when your brother was talking with your dad over the phone and hear him saying, no, he doesn't want to see you. I hope you can see it now that it wasn't about you. It was a reflection oh. about how it impacted how he feels about himself. No, but I did, I did say that to my mom. I did say that, you know, I was, I was, he knows he needs to do what I said he needs to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just that he hate he hates to be reminded. Yeah, and and I was the one who said, mm. you know, get your mm. get your life together and everything. You know, he he doesn't want to do that, right? So yeah. I said, mm. it's not me. It's just well, maybe I nagged. You know, like I literally nagged probably <laughs> because I just couldn't see someone who who's an mm. adult and and mm. not and Stepping and leave up. that. Mm. You know, yeah, it was just mm. it was it was. Not weird, but it's just I felt so annoyed looking at it, you know. Mm. And again, as I said, I mean, I think I grew up being very idealistic. I feel mm. like you should do this, you should do this, you know, like mm. there's mm. things that adults mm. need to do, and and yes, so I think it was it was that. I mean, I understand all that, but I think the feeling of being rejected by of course, parents is, yes, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was hurtful. It was yeah. I wouldn't say traumatic, but yeah, it's strong. It's a strong. It's defining. It's one of the defining moments, I guess. But you know, you have that fire in you, so keep burning. (laughs) So what? So what is life for you like now? What are you up to? Tell us a little bit more about work and family. Um, I work long hours. 
Mm. Um, Actually, start with your position first for for those who don't know who you are. What do you do? Um, Yeah, so I've been working with Crown Group for 11 years now. Uh, It was 11 um, 11 years on the 3rd of June, so just just past 11 years. Um, I'm now the head of sales and marketing for the group. Mm. Um, So I handled all the sales and marketing team. Um, And, uh, yeah, I've been, I mean, Work has been, I guess for me, work, it's it's part of my life. Um, there was one time I remember that, you know, one of my colleagues um, in marketing was saying that, oh, you know, I, I, you know um, her fiancé was giving her hell because, you know, she was working on Saturday and he kept saying that, oh, you know, you need to balance between work and, you know, um, family life and everything. So she was like, oh, I can't work on Sunday as well because, you know, because I was saying we, we were busy and I said, can you do this? And you do this and she was like, I can't, I have to close my laptop on Friday night and then basically be there for all Saturday and Sunday. Mm. So I said to her, look, everybody's different, but can I tell you how to make it easier? I said, for me, again, everybody's different, but for me, the reason why it's easy for me, because I've, I, I accepted my work is my life. Mm. So I accepted it's not work and then home no mm. work is yeah. <laughs> so for me I do when I need to do things but when I have the time to not work then I wouldn't work you know yeah. so for me when I said I work all the time I do work all the time but it's not constantly in the office you are working constantly. you are working around your wedding as well or shortly after your wedding <laughs> <laughs> yes so I have to say at the time, I was working very, very hard, right? Because I felt like I, I needed to learn at the time. I didn't know anything about the property industry and, and you know, I needed, I needed to learn fast. So I remember I was working from 10 to 10. I didn't even want to drive because I wanted to work while I was being driven from one place to another. So my laptop's always with me, you know, it, it, I was always in the office and all that. But now I don't do that anymore. <laughs> I So basically I, I go to work at 10 if I can, unless I have a meeting at nine and I try not to, I, I try to have a meeting at 10 and, um, and I continue, but you know, my day uh, now it's more like, I don't really sit down on my desk anymore. So mm. it's just meeting after meeting after meeting after meeting and then lunch with someone else and dinner with someone else and, mm. you know, and, Mm. And and the talk about work is again, I, I don't see like it's talking about work. It's just it's talking about things that I'm interested in. <laughs> you yeah. know? Uh, yeah. And and it so happened it's work. Yeah. It's so so that makes it great, great, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I do that. Of course I have social life. I I you know I go out with friends and all that, but you know, we talk about anything and everything, but yeah, mostly now it's it, it's work. When I say work, as in talking about work, talking about property, well, what's going to happen, da, da, da. but of course we talk about their lives, our lives, Zach, Ian, and all that. But um, I find it like it's it's so it, it's it's so how to say blended. Yeah. Um, that I don't see. Oh, okay. I'm not working anymore. So mm-hmm. most most night now I I finish after dinner. So I go out for dinner. So ninety percent of the time I go out with someone else for mm-hmm. dinner. Um, and then after dinner, I came home. Um, and uh, that's it. I, I, I just scrolled through my emails and everything on my phone. But otherwise, not really. Except for last night, for example, because I'm, I'm leaving for holiday and I was trying to tie up some loose ends before I go. Yesterday, I finished at midnight. 
Um, mm -hmm. You know, just typing away. When I I came home after dinner, I think around nine, and I just continued like nonstop until midnight. And I said, and Zach, because it's holiday now, Zach was like, I can sleep whatever I want. I said, yeah, sure. And I said, it's midnight, and yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, and I went to I went to shower, came came out, and he was still watching. I said. I think it's time to uh, you know to go to bed, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm quite sleepy." So he gave me the reward, and we went to bed. But it's that I mean, I don't have a, I don't have a routine really. I think my, my Ian and, and Zach have a very very strict routine, but I don't have a routine. They wouldn't know what time I come home every day, but um, it seems like you know it, it's working well. So hmm. life is, I guess, easy, or if not yeah. easier, um, yeah. you know, compared to. Like, five, 10 years ago, I guess. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Because you are on top of your work. What makes it easier now? Because you are more experienced or because, so you, you are married, of course, to Ian and you have Zach who is eight years old. Um, and Ian is balancing the juggle between um, teaching and looking after Zach. Oh, yes, yes. So look, I have to say, Ian juggles more than mm. I do. Mm. I don't really juggle. Uh, I only juggle when Ian is like he he, he has that session where he can't be disturbed, and I juggle. Um, yeah. So I guess um, if you look at it in on a weekly basis, so Monday to Friday, that's Ian's you know taking care of domain. Yeah, yeah. Ian taking care. I, I just work as normal. Mm. Saturday is my day with Zach. Mm. So no matter what, um, I spend the whole Saturday with Zach. Um, and uh, Ian will go out. <laughs> it's, it's, his, it's his me time, yeah. <laughs> but um, to be honest, it's not that he needed it. Um, we came up with that idea because uh, he, I think one day he, he grabbed me side and he said, you haven't spent time with Zach this week. Mm -hmm. And I said, I've been busy. And he said, no, he needs to spend time with you. Mm. So he said, I'm going to go. You do whatever you want to do. You want to stay at home or whatever. Like, just spend time with him. You haven't mm. talked to him. And I said, okay, yeah, yeah, that's a, good, that's a great idea. Mm. And also because I think part of me felt a bit guilty because I, I could see he's so tired too. Like, you know, because mm. they always have to wake up early. He mm. had to wake up earlier to prepare lunch and everything. Mm. So on a Saturday, Ian would be, he would crash on a sofa and just lie down and, you know, be there and do nothing yeah. until you know, like lunchtime. Mm. So in the beginning, I always took Zach out early in the morning and I said, don't disturb daddy. Let's just go and have breakfast somewhere. Mm. Um, but now, I mean, you know, he's, he's a bit older, so he can sleep in as well. Or like this, I just do all my things in the morning. I come home, uh, you know, just for lunch and, and, uh, and Ian will go out or do whatever. I just take Zach out. Normally, to the display. <laughs> I'll take you to the display or to a restaurant or you know, meet friends or to a shopping center or whatever it is, but it's it's yeah. our time together. Yeah. Um, and then at night we'll be watching a movie together, you know, like Netflix nice. or something. Mm. So yeah, so I, I have time to sort of catch up with them. So yeah. juggling, I think look, I don't see it as juggling, I just see it as no, I want to, I want to spend more time, you know, I want mm. to do this. If I mm. can, then I will. So I still mm. I still go to all his performance if, you know, I mean, pre-COVID, all his performance, I never missed any. Mm. Um, parents' teacher meeting, I never missed any. 
mm. um, because I feel like even if I don't know the teacher will be like, how was he up with his homework? I'm like, ask him. I don't know anything. I try to be involved as much as I could. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you could go back to the time when you just had Zach, mm-hmm. your younger self, mm-hmm. what advice would you give? Uh, to, to, to me, to myself? Yeah. Yeah. I would say everybody, everybody doesn't know what they're doing, so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, so true. <laughs> <laughs> I was a I was a warrior. I was a planner, so I always worried about things. I always worried about oh, you know, what is that gonna, you know, you know. So it's it's not just me anymore. It was just you know, I'm adding a person in my mind to to plan to worry about. Um, there's always something that I'm worried about, and yeah, and I realized by now I realized that you know what, it's not just about babies, it's about anything. No one knows anything. So <laughs> just making it out along the way, and you yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah. Don't worry about anything. <laughs> yeah, that's so awesome. Thank yeah. you for that. And last question: What's your alpha mom song? So when you have a deadline looming at work, when your child is sick and you don't feel well yourself, what song do you put on your mental mind to make it through the day or through the week? I okay. So when I wake up, and I wake up around depends. Um, you know, sometimes I'm six and try to sleep again back to sleep and and I'll wake up about seven or eight um and the first thing I I, I do is I say google play music hmm. and depending on how I felt when I woke up um there will be times where I feel like it's so gloomy it's so sad and um I need a bit of a you know I say, hey, we'll play dance music. <laughs> you know, at seven o'clock, I'll be like listening to dance music. I just need that push. Yeah, yeah. And there's no specific one, so it really depends on my my thing. But Google. Like, yeah, <laughs> it, really, uh, it really depends. But you know, most most day, I don't really choose the dance music. I I just say we will play music on you know YouTube music, so it's not stop. Um, and I think YouTube. I now know what I like and, and what I listen. So they sort of like play that sort of music. It's a mixture of Indonesian and, and, and <laughs> yeah, for some English. reason, yeah. Kept that, yeah. Um, but uh, I think it's not about, I, I don't have specific, uh, specific music to get me, you know, into things that I want to listen and get motivated or anything. It's actually the other way around. I need a music to sort of calm me down. Ah, okay. So you what know, would be the music that you go to to calm you down? Um, there's always this one song. Um, I always play "Bloom" by the uh, Paper Cuts. It's not a it's not a popular song. Mm. Yeah, it, it sort of made me feel relaxed and yeah, and I feel like I feel like it makes me feel it, it, it brings me a little more relaxed and sort of enjoy it. So um, it's nice when you know I listen to it. Um, in the car, or you know, just having tea, yeah. you know, just just to sort of slow down. Yes. Um, in terms of going go go go, that's always the case. That's the problem. Yes. yes <laughs> so I don't that's need right. music to actually do this. I'm yeah. already like I'm there, and I need yeah. to do this. But it's more on. Yeah. Okay, it's Saturday. I don't have, yeah. yeah, I don't have anything, and then I just play that song, 
in the, you know, continue, uh, you know, look, my, my playlist is, my playlist is that. But then there's, there's another song that I feel like it's sort of giving me a bit of a push. Um, it's like, you know, it's, it's quite dramatic. Um, yeah. Uh, it's called The Road by Habani. Habasi. Yeah, H-A-B-A-S-I. Oh, I see. Habasi. Okay. I'll check it out. Great. Yeah, those are the two songs that I go to. Otherwise, anything will do. Um, anything Google Google plays. So yeah. Um, <laughs> then you, look, I'm not a I'm not a music person, but there's always it, it, it actually for me it 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 changes my mood. Yes, of course. Um, yeah, that's the power of music, I guess. Yeah, it changes my mood, and um, and uh, and I try to you know when I was. When I'm in a car driving, I always listen to the radio. The reason is I feel like if I don't, I don't know anything about news because I'm so, you know, um, bogged down with all the work and everything. I know nothing about news because I didn't get the chance to watch TV. So when I was driving, I make sure that I listen to the radio to hear what's the current news or whatever, like COVID, new variant or whatever, monkey pox and everything. <laughs> um, but also, you know why? Uh, the reason why I listen to radio because I need to know the latest music. I feel like I'm so old already. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, still, yeah, exactly. I'm so on like Backstreet Boys, Christina yeah, Aguilera, exactly. the old style, and exactly. you know, they were still in the teenage years. But exactly. <laughs> I feel like um, I'm the one who they call boomers, right? So I'm like, I need to get, you know, I need, I need to get to know. Oh, yeah, I, this song. I know that song. You know? <laughs> so yeah, I, I try to um, when I, whenever I can, but then obviously yeah. not at home or not at work. So it has to be in between. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, when you have that certain five to ten minutes to just do no work or home life yeah yeah because yeah. um, sometimes you know you, you, you listen to the song and the next time you listen again it's like actually this is a new song i know this yeah. song yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. feel old yeah. I mean, yeah. too old by then because at least <laughs> when you're talking about it i had a, an intern he's uh he's 20 he's 19 actually and he said oh yeah i cancelled my you know my concert ticket to you don't know yeah i know i know exactly how you feel <laughs> all right well chris thank you so much for making the time oh, really appreciate it it's been such a great chat no thank mm. you no it was it was a great chat but it's always good to talk to you so mm. we always back fun. at you <laughs> Sounds Thanks, <good>. Jane. <laughs> All right. Have a good rest of your Saturday, and you I'll catch you again next time. Look, yeah. we should we should meet in person. Um, yes, definitely. I think it's due. So yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll let you know when I'm in the city. Yeah. Yes, please. Yes, please. Yeah. Anyway, that's good. Good to talk to you. Good to see you, even on Zoom. Yeah. You too. All right. See you then. All right. Have a good one. Bye. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Breadwinning Mums. Please subscribe and leave us some feedback so we can continue to make the show better for you. If you know a fellow Breadwinning Mum, please share the show so we can cheer each other on. Until next time.